Temple of Geek Toddcast, episode 63, is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash Toddcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Toddcast. Your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. You are listening to the Temple of Geek Toddcast, a show designed to analyze pop culture for your entertainment. I am your host, Daniel. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. This show is released every week for your enjoyment. You can find this episode and more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter by using the handle at Temple of Geek. On this week's episode, we continue our Game of Thrones discussion. We're going to pick up and just kind of talk about what what our thoughts were on this season and basically the show in general and where the show's heading. So without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce you to this week's panel, Katie and Paul. What's going on, guys? Hey. Hello. So on our last episode, we just we talked a little bit about the season finale itself of season six of Game of Thrones. Now I just kind of want to talk about the season in general, just where where it's, where it <laughs> came from and where it's going. So. Let's go ahead and just kind of get going into this topic. Season six. What did y'all think about the season in general? It was I. Okay, that's I... the show. <laughs> no, I thought I thought that this season was probably one of their stronger, better seasons. Um, was, I, I would agree. This was probably one of their best seasons. Uh, season five was kind of lackluster. Season four was just kind of. Eh. I mean, the wall scene was cool, but yeah. I thought what was really cool about this season was that there was no book. So nobody had, I mean, I don't, I haven't read all the books. So we were all sort of at the same level. Like nobody knew what was going to happen. Like people had theories and ideas about where the show could go and what could happen this season. So it was just a lot of mystery. So I thought that was really cool because they didn't release any episodes early to the press. They didn't show any episodes early. The only people who knew what were going to happen were the writers of the shows and, like, maybe the actors. I don't even think they know sometimes. They, yeah. I don't even think they knew what was going to happen. Paul, I just, I liked it a lot. <laughs> Paul, what about your thoughts for the season? Um, I mean, it was good. I mean, the, the the end of the first episode, you know, the first episode, first, you know, first one back from from a previous season. Uh, the ending of that was really weird with the Red Queen or whatever her name is. Melisandre. Melisandre. Mortimer. Mortimer. Yeah. Mortimer. Mortimer. Mordor. Is that what her name is? Mordor. I don't know, but yeah, to see that she is like. Super, super, super old and wrinkly and everything. I'm like, oh my god, she's been hiding right. that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh. And then the way it ends. So I'll say this is like, uh, as opposed to previous seasons. I mean, I know they've probably done it like once or twice in previous seasons, but it seemed like this season, like it seemed to like hang on like this. Oh my god, cliffhanger every single time, uh, with 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 the exception of about two. Um, so yeah, this season. It kind of cleaned up on on that stuff. One thing I thought that was cool about this season was the the, the show starts off with Jon Snow being basically being brought back to life, and then it ends with him becoming the King of the North. You know, it's just like this. He comes full circle. He gets reborn, and he becomes this king. So I, I just I just thought his story arc is 
progressing very well now for that character. Um, so is he the once and future king? I think so. I think he's going to be the... Uh, the chosen one. I think he's going to be the one ring that rules them all. Uh, yeah. But does he have the right midichlorian count? He does. <laughs> Jon Snow's my favorite, so anything that happens with him makes me happy. I mean, I was so mad and upset about how season five ended with everybody turning on him and stabbing him, and then it opens up. I like that the season continued right where it left off. Yes. At the end of season five. So yeah. I loved that. And I can't believe those bastards just left him there in the snow. And then, can we talk about how how did nobody hear that? Because Davos walked outside like, what's going on, guys? Oh, damn, is that Jon Snow dead in the snow? Like, like, how did nobody hear, like, 20 people stabbing somebody? Like, how did they miss that? Well, because Joe was pretty quiet getting killed. He was just like, uh, 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 uh. Not you too, little guy. Uh." Oh, God, Ollie, you stabbed me in the heart. Though, I I can't tell you how... I feel like this show has turned me into, like, a bad person. Because I'm always very happy when certain characters die. And when he hung the traitors. The kid? Like, oh my god, even when he hung the kid, I was like, yeah, that's right, that's what you deserve. You know, <laughs> you, know, so you, know, you know what I am happy about is that the Hound is back. Right. That he, he did not die. He went into basically... Uh, Kryptonian stasis. Exactly. To, to heal. And he became a carpenter. You know, he started working next to Jesus Christ and <laughs> trying to build the Tower of Babel, and it fell. <laughs> so he goes on this, on this rampage to kill everybody again. Yeah, so it, it was nice to see that the Hound is not dead. I, I'm actually really happy that he's not, and I'm kind of hoping for a Arya-Hound reunion. Even though because, she says she wants to kill him? No, because, you know, she had him on her list. But she left him there to die, which means that she didn't want to kill him. And even when she was in the um, the black and white tower, when mm-hmm. he was asking her about her list, uh, the no-face dude, um, <laughs> she said that, that she wanted him to die, and then he hit her with the stick and said, lie. Because she didn't. I think she actually grew fond of the Hound because he protected her and saved her life multiple times and multiple and came to trust her and she was he was pretty much all she had for most of season um, four, three, four, uh, whatever it was. Four, season four. So I kind of want to see what happens when the two of them see each other again for the first time. Well, let's take a moment to talk about some of y'all's favorite moments from this season. I'm sure there are plenty. One of my um, favorite moments was the death of Hodor. Uh, he's not so dead. Because, yeah, he's going to be a White Walker. Um, he's not dead. I think one of my favorite scenes was when... Because John was packing to leave the wall, and Sansa was on her way with Brienne and Podrick, and I'm like, are you kidding me? They're going to miss each other again like they've done so many times. And when she got off her horse and he was standing there and he saw her for the first time, and then they did that big hug, that made me so happy. <laughs> well, I've got two. I mean, one is the Ramsey death. I mean, I'm finally glad that he got what, 
was coming, like overdue. And um, the the Daenerys rebirth again. I know that may sound kind of like cheesy, but it just just goes to show you, like in my theory, like I, I think when it's all said and done, like when the show ends, the Daenerys is going to take the the crown. She she's okay. going to win the Game of Thrones. So for me, like when I see that scene again where she's walking out through fire, mother of fire, mother of pearls, mother of dragons. Oh, she, at the yeah. yeah. At the Dothraki camp, and she yeah. she kills everybody in that scene. Like she kills all those guys. Like yeah, that was <laughs> that was so epic to me. I'm like I'm like yeah, guys. That's why you don't mess with this. This, this, this girl is unstoppable. You know she may not she, she may not know how to fight like hand to hand combat or anything like that. But like it's just like how she she plans stuff. It's just yeah that that scene to me was like was so awesome. She don't she don't need no swords. She got three dragons, man. Exactly. She got that. <laughs> I think one of my favorite scenes this season was when Arya finally killed that little blonde annoying bitch. Oh my god, yeah. And she like totally faked her out too because she was playing all like, "Oh, please, I'm hurt. Don't hurt me. I'm I can't take it." And then she like pulls needle out of that like stack of whatever was on the floor and she's like, "Bring it on, bitch." And then slices the candle. Yeah, we didn't see what she happened, but we knew she whipped her ass. Yeah. yeah, she did. She cut her face off, man, and put it on a on the wall. Faces. Oh, that's that's her trophy. Yeah, it is. He yeah, like that, followed the trail of blood. Yeah, that that was awesome. I mean, it was just I was like, I, I really thought Arya was like being serious. Like she was like stabbed multiple times. I thought she was really hurt, and I th- yeah, yeah, Hell but no. she, yeah, she was. She did a good job. It was I was, whew. and then when she finally killed Walter Frey in the season finale, yeah, I was so excited about that. So Hell yeah! The the character development on Arya's has been awesome. We've seen her start off as this little innocent young girl, and now she's turned into this cold blooded assassin. And my fear is is that she's not going to be able to recover from that. She's just going to get darker and darker and darker, and go down this hole that she probably won't be able to ever return from. I hope that's not true. Like I really hope that there's a light for her at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I, uh, I I I want to kind of agree with Katie on that because remember like at the end of season one when she's watching her dad about to get beheaded and that guy's like turn away turn away don't look you know you need to become a boy so that way let me protect you because if, if people find out that you're a Stark here they're going to kill you too blah 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 all this stuff so I think it's more like I need it I need it I'm on this quest for revenge to avenge my not only my 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 father's name but my name and and for me myself. But I think once she once she hits basically the list, I think she'll be done. And when when she re- reunites with her family, I think she'll be done. She'll be she'll be, she'll, she'll be a, more of an asset as far as a fighter. But I think she'll be oh, done yeah. with the with the whole revenge thing. Hmm. Go ahead, Daniel. You think what? Well, no, I was just going to say, uh, who, who's all on her list? I know Cersei, and I know it's the Mountain. It's Ellen Payne. Right? Uh, the Mountain, Cersei, Ellen Payne, who's the person who cut her dad's head off. Um, she's Walter killed Frey. <laughs> Walter Frey, he's gone. And the Hound, that she's... was it, right? There was five people. There was some more, but I can't, I can't tell you who they were at this point. Like... Well, uh... She, I just can't remember. There was so many. Like she'd sit there and she'd just name them off. Like I can't, I can't tell you. Was it was wasn't the 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 senior Lannister was one. The father Lannister was one. Uh, Tywin, he's yeah. gone. Yeah. So there's he a one. lot of people have been yeah. like sliced off her list. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that she doesn't have many left on the list at this point. I don't think the hound's on her list anymore, so I think he's safe. He's in the clear. Yeah. She thinks he's dead anyway, so. Who was the standout character for you guys this season? Paul. The standout character? Yeah, the one character that just stood out like they had the best season ever. I want to say Obi-Wan Kenobi. So you're talking about the old guy that got stabbed by the kids? The Davros. 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 Davos. Davos. Yeah, I liked how they made him more of a character instead of just being somebody's right hand. Instead of being Baratheon's, was it Baratheon? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Stannis. Yeah, instead of being <laughs> Stannis, instead of being Stannis's right hand man, I, I like that they made him more of a guy, or more of a character here. You like how season. instead of Stannis's right hand man, he's now John's left hand. Well, yeah, uh, while doing the right hand. Um, no, I, I just, I just like how he he had more, he had more of an input on everything. You know, like again, like I don't want it to seem like it's he was just basically switching. Uh, you know, he, he's serving somebody else, but I, I don't know how to put it. Like when it seemed like when he was with Stannis, it was just like. Do this, do this, do this. Okay, but what about this, Stannis? I don't care. Just do this. Yeah. But like with with Snow, it's like John well, asks for I, actual advice, and he listens to his advice. Exactly. Yeah. So I think I think yeah, Davros had a had a pretty big impact season or in this season. Katie's gonna say uh, Ramsey. No. She thought Ramsey had the I best mean, character I development. Love... No, I love so I love Jon Snow. Like he's my favorite character for the entire series. But I think for me, I think that this season I really really liked Sansa because I've really liked how far her character has come. Because I've been rewatching the show. I was rewatching the show to prep for these podcasts, but I only got as far as like season. I think I'm in season 5. I think. Um why? But I've been watching, like her character grow. And she started like she started out as, started this, out as this, kid. this annoying, naive child who is like, I want to be Joffrey's princess. Like I love him, and how far she's come. And she even says it too in the finale. She or no, in uh, when they in the reunion when she's talking to John just after they saw each other for the first time, she says uh, John asks her if he ever wished they could go back and tell themselves. Like say something, like never leave Winterfell, and she goes, "I wish that I could go back and tell myself, don't leave, you idiot." Like she's realized how big of a mistake that she made in acting the way that she did, and she's really grown. Really, like her character development has been amazing throughout this entire series, and I think it's really come to a head this season, and we'll see just how much her character has really grown, I think, going into the next seasons, especially now that she's become a pretty decent liar. <laughs> not going to lie. Because they told her that she was terrible at lying in the beginning, that she should always tell the truth, and then I just watched the, the episode where um, she lied to the Knights of the Vale about how her aunt really died, because Baelish pushed her through the moon door, and she convinced them that she committed suicide. Like, she fake cried and everything. Like, it was really... She's really come a long way. Mm-hmm. Well, she, like. le- she learned that from the Knights of Wren. <laughs> <laughs> she, 
she's come a long way, and I'm actually really, I'm really proud of her character development throughout this entire series, especially now. So, I'm. Da- yeah, Daniel. I mean, who who do you think? Yeah, who who's the standout character for you? I've already you said this. I thought Arya was the standout this Arya. year. Arya. Arya went from basically wanting to be this mini face nobody assassin to finally accepting who she is and f-ing killed well, well, uh, Walter Frey at the end. Walter I mean, Frey. it was just awesome. I'm just yeah. kept wanting to. Be I'm glad she's back in Westeros. Yeah, she is. So. Well, at least we kept it all in the family, all three of us here. <laughs> Starks and then the servant of Stark. <clears throat> well, it's because the Starks are the most important the family in the show. Well, yeah, they are. Who was your happiest death? Like, who were you the happiest to see die? Besides oh. Ramsey, everybody was happy to see Ramsey. Besides Ramsey? Hmm. That's a good one. Jon Snow. Oh, wait. Um... How dare you? I know you're leading this episode, but get out. Uh, I mean, I, I wish it would have been a little bit more dramatic, but the head of the sparrows. The high sparrow? Yeah, I, I did not. I got so sick and tired of that guy. Um, so while I do appreciate what happened to him, I think it was just a little too quick, like his death. Yeah. I don't know I'm what like his a, name was, but it was like Sparrow number three, the one that the mountain just kind of crushed his head. I mean, he only had like a short part. He was only in the episode for like 15 seconds, but I'm glad that fool died. <laughs> I think for me, it would be a tie between, besides Ramsey, it would be a tie between Grand Meister Pycel and the High Sparrow because I am so happy that Pycel is dead. I've been waiting for him to die since the day we met him. <laughs> and I've also been waiting for the High Sparrow to die since the day we met him with his rags and his I, I'm too cool for shoes yeah. crap. Like, no. What was y'all's favorite moment of this season? The One of the best moments of the season? Was it, was it the Battle of the Bastards? Was it the learning of the Three-Eyed Raven, how to, how to manipulate time? What what was your favorite moment? I liked the Battle of the Bastards. I really, really enjoyed that entire episode. I especially really liked the part where, um, you know where Jon Snow's getting crushed? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's trying to flee that that intense, like, Roman circle thing that they had going on there. The Roman circle was, jerk, yeah. It was <laughs> insane battle strategy there. Like, I give it up to the Boltons for that. But there was that moment where John could have just laid there and died. Like, he could have just given up, and he had to make that choice to either lay there and die or crawl out. And people have equated that moment to when he emerges from the top and takes that breath, and it's very similar to the one that he took when he first came back to life in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay. That that was, like, his official like second rebirth to really accepting who he really truly is like I love that that scene in that entire episode because Ramsey Bolton dies oh yeah I really hate that guy I didn't think I could hate anybody more than I hated Joffrey but after you feed your like couple hour newborn baby brother to the dogs like you need to die Paul what about you 
Like, what do you mean? Your best moment <laughs> of this, this, this season. Uh, like I said, I think the best moment for me was just when I saw Daenerys come out of that tent with the fire and everything. I thought that was just an iconic scene saying like, oh shit, this, this, this girl means business and she's going to, she's going to get this throne. It was just awesome. Are there any story elements that you think that they just haven't, they didn't have, haven't fully wrapped up yet? Or is there anything that that you wish they would have maybe tightened up a little bit more story-wise this season before we head into the next season? I just really wish they would do, like, one big flashback episode to, like, how all this stuff started. You know, the... the, 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 the the game, basically, you know, the battle for the for the throne. I really wish they would do one episode, like show all the old people, show like Robert uh, Baratheon, show um, show Ned, show yeah. all those guys, you know, like how all this stuff, you know, who 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 got what, you know, all the lineage and everything. Just show one episode, maybe two episodes, and just show all this stuff, and just show like exactly how all this stuff would, would you know. The, the bickering started. You're going to have to wait till they wrap up the show. The Once they're done with the show, they'll make the prequels. <laughs> yep, they will. I mean, I like that they've been showing like some flashbacks. Like I'm really happy that they showed... They've shown minor flashbacks, at least to Ned Stark's side of it. Like We even got flashbacks at the beginning of the show, like the first stuff that we saw. Yeah. I just... I think Bran's storyline is kind of bothering me. Like... Brandon Stark whole storyline because he like disappeared for an entire season. Yeah, he oh, was like, season five. He was at all. gone all of season five and then then he came back in season six and he's like a whole bunch older and now all of a sudden he's got all these cool powers like how how were they eating? What were they doing in that little tunnel thing? And I just, I, I want to mention something too. Uh, I know I talked to Daniel on a sidebar about this, but I am also glad on this season that they finally revealed how the White Walkers originated. I am, yeah, I, I am glad about that because you know, you know, going back to the the beginning of the show in the very first episode, that's all you see are are the White Walkers, mm-hmm. and you know, throughout the show you know you see all that stuff um or you see them uh, so i'm glad they finally showed what the uh, how all that started the question is who was that guy was it just a random guy or is it someone of importance no that like was... the guy that they made the king of the the white walkers like Didn't they the... Say that was a stark i don't I, thought I have that, to watch that episode. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think they. I'm not, I'm not saying that they didn't, but I don't think that they did mention who that was in specific. I don't think it's just some random individual. I, I know the. They said that that was a Stark. Because I was like, I know, oh, then that's what's his face's grandfather. Or so no, I was joking around. I, I know Leaf, which is you know the the, the protector. Uh, I know she did say that you know they were tired of man, you know, uh, killing the forests and stuff yeah. like that. So they they created that as retaliation, I guess. What was the episode where we got to see like how they made the White Walkers? Episode six, the door. Oh, or so five. five, five, five door. Yeah. Okay, because they call him the Night King. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like I don't I don't think they mentioned that he's a Stark. I don't know if they mentioned who he is. Period. But yeah, I don't well, think I mean, it's. 
I blame Bran for a lot of stuff. I'm just going to throw that out there. Because he went into that vision unaccompanied, and then he got touched by the Night King, and that was the reason that Hodor yep. had to hold the door. <laughs> uh, pisses me off. Just saying. It's Bran's fault that Hodor was mentally disabled. Because <laughs> he was Willis, and he talked perfectly fine. You know, we, we joked about this in the last episode, but I'm serious. What happened to Baratheon's bastard son? Gendry? I have no idea. Like, I swear to God, that guy's been rowing for, like, two seasons. So, like, he disappeared at the end of season four. And he's just trying to get his muscles up, man. That was it. I mean, he's going to have to come into play next season. I mean... He has to. He's there, important. There was a reason way. why they, they brought him up. And I don't he spent so much time. He's they, rowing around Westeros. You know, he's trying to bulk up. And he say, knows, hey, Daenerys, you don't need you don't need an armado. Just look at me, row. He knows he's the king's. He knows yeah. he's the king's son. So, is he going to go back and try to challenge Cersei before uh, for the before, throne? Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. He's got Just, a tiny little muscle army like behind him. He's like, we're going like, to take this throne. Let's do this. We're going to take this throne and put it over here while I sit. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I put it, in this light. To yeah. reflect off the disco ball? Like, is that what we're doing? <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's one unresolved storyline that we still have yet to see anything about. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he left to go hide out in Flea Bottom because nobody knew who what he looked like or what his real name was. So, for all we know, he could have been hiding out and we'll see him maybe climb out of his hut in the rubble of the wildfire explosion. Like, who knows? I we'll, don't know. we'll see the show end, and at the very end of the show, he's sitting there going, I thought I was supposed to be doing something. What do you think about Benjen Stark not being dead? Well, he is technically kind of dead. He Who? is dead, right? Like, Benjen Stark, <laughs> so that's... Well, uh, um, Ned's uh, brother. Brother? Yes. Brother, who, oh, who disappeared uncle. beyond the wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he showed up, and he's kind of like this like zombie with a conscience. He's like a half White Walker, half... Well, he's not. half dead, half not. Zombie with a conscience. That sounds great. He's live. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think about that whole thing? Well, uh, it's cool to see him back. I mean, we, last time we saw him was like, what, in the first or second episode? Before he went off on the wall, so that was kind of cool to see him back. Um, it's kind of weird to see that there's a zombie... <laughs> That's going to be helping the, the humans. Is is he going to have some sort of power against the White Walkers? Is he going to be able to sneak into their camp? I mean, what's going to be his benefit that this guy's dead? Well, they also said that he can't cross the wall, which was interesting. Which was an interesting new development that well, there's because the walls built upon magic, or there was an, yeah, uh, like, ancient can- like incantations carved into the wall or something. So, what does that mean for the White Walker army? Of dead. That means the wall is coming down. Mm, that's true. 700 feet of ice and snow. That'll be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's like, yep. Yeah. yeah, indeed. Well, I want to take a break right here a moment to talk to you about our sponsor, Audible.com. Audible is offering a free audiobook download for you, the listeners of Temple of Geek Toddcast, with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Do you like Game of Thrones? Do you want to learn more about the land of Westeros? Do you have 34 hours to kill? 
then you should pick up A Game of Thrones, A Song of Fire and Ice, book one, on Audible today. You can head over to audibletrial.com forward slash podcast to get that free title now, or you can choose from over 180 other thousand titles today. Support us by heading to audibletrial.com forward slash podcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. We talked a little bit about the season. Now let's talk about our thoughts on what's going to happen next season. Nothing. And, and Nothing. beyond. We, we heard rumors that the show is going to end in 13 more episodes, so we know that the next two seasons are going to be shorter seasons. The way this season ended, it ended with basically a lot of revelations. We know that Jon Snow now is the son of Ned Stark's sister and Rhaegar Targaryen, possibly. Not 100% confirmed, but we're pretty pretty sure. Um, Cersei Lannister is now the queen of King's Landing and all of Westeros. Westeros. She's the queen of Westeros, not just of King's Landing. Well, she, 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 has, she has the throne, bro. She, she's, sitting on the, she's sitting on the very uncomfortable sword chair. Yes, yes, the sword chair. Uh, Tyrion Lannister has been promoted to queen, uh, or hand of the queen, and oh, girl, Daenerys, mother of fire, smoke of dragons, mother of pearl, is on her way to Westeros to defeat uh, to defeat Cersei. And uh, yeah, Arya is back Jon's in Westeros. King of the King of the North. Oh, yeah, and Jon Snow's King of the North. So. All that stuff happened in the season finale, and it's leading up to what's going to be an awesome season seven. How do you think all this is going to play out? Do you think Jon Snow is going to start heading towards King's Landing to start helping Daenerys? Do you think he even cares about what's going on there? Do you think Daenerys is going to come in and wipe out Cersei? What do you think is going to happen this season? Not going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> I honestly I think don't... we're going to get a wrap-up with the whole Daenerys and the throne by season seven's end. I think we might get I don't I don't know. I know for sure that I feel like um John and the North, they're not concerned about whatever is happening happening in the South at this point. I feel like their only concern needs to be the men of the night's watch and everything that's happening um north of the wall. Like that's the most important thing that they need to focus on because winter is here and the White Walkers are coming. Yep. I think, yeah, ultimately, while the Battle of the Throne is still at uh, at play, I think the ultimate thing is that everybody's going to kind of, like, consolidate and join forces and defeat the White Walkers because it's not only a matter of survival of your, uh, your reign, but it's also going to be a survival for to survive against the zombies. Because you gotta, you, what show is complete without zombies? All right, zombies. So I, I think season seven is going to wrap up the whole who's the leader of Westeros, and then season eight is going to be the final battle of the White Walkers. We're going because I think that is ultimately going to be what the show is about, what the main thing is, because that's what I think we've been building up to. I, I don't think the the leader of Westeros is the main storyline. Westeros. The other thing that you need to kind of take into consideration is that the entire story is actually called the song of fire and ice. So dragons and zombies. Well, more specifically, maybe Daenerys and Jon Snow. 
So it's either, see, I've heard two different sides of that possibility. So the original storyline, like you said, was called um, The Song of Fire and Ice. So people are saying that Ice, Jon Snow, right? Stark, Winter, North. Um, and then Daenerys, Fire, Dragons, Targaryen. But then when, if R plus L equals J is like a hundred percent true. Then he's the whole song of fire and himself. Yeah, that he's the whole thing by himself because he's part Stark, part Targaryen, part ice, part snow. Well I mean part fire. You know, Paul may have been joking around, but let's think about what he just said for a second. He said dragons and white walkers. Mm, that could be true also, that that it's about it's between you know, between the fire of dragons and then the ice of the White Walkers. Because we know that only a few things can kill White Walkers. Dragon glass, Valerian steel. Yep. Jon Snow's only... breath. <laughs> Jon Snow's good looks. And Sam. <laughs> oh, Sam Tolly. I love him. I was so happy we got to see him in the finale episode with, with Gilly and baby baby Sam, who's now like a toddler. Yeah, he's, he's grown up real fast. He's so cute. Next season, he's going to be like five years old. Oh my God. So, let's talk about Sam for a second. I know I know we were talking about the future, but, you know, Sam went into that library and just kind of left old girl out in the, the hallway just by herself. Because the maesters are sexist. Yeah, but what do you think's going to, you know, how long do you think he's going to hang out in there before he remembers, oh, God, I left her out there. Dude, when he walked into that library and he, he had like a, a bookgasm. Seriously, like that like, library was amazing. It was like the beast just presented him with the freaking library. <laughs> Seriously, um, but are you talking about this because of the thing that we saw in the in the library? Too on top of that, the the light shade, <laughs> the chandelier, the, the giant chandelier what, that what looks exactly that? Like, like the, the opening credits. The opening credits thing with the sun in the center, <laughs> which uh, we we had an off off uh, off air discussion about this that sunshade thing. Now, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, there's this round thing that's floating in the credits that floats above the map when it shows the buildings being built and all that, and it has at the very end the Game of Thrones logo on it. Well. That thing was actually shown in the library. It was it was shown to be the little chandeliers hanging from the ceiling. And if you ever watch the opening credits, you always see parts of the sh- what's actually engraved on these chandelier things. We're just going to call them chandeliers. I have no idea what they're actually called. Um, they're like rings or something. I don't I don't even know. On a sundial thingy. One of the whatever chandelier thing. Keep seeing is the Stannis stag, the Lannister lion. Defeating the dragon. You do see the wolf earlier on, but you don't see them fighting the dragon. So so in that ring thing, we see them defeating the Mad King, basically. That's telling the story. But what else of the story do you think they're going to show on those rings? Do you even think those are going to be part of the show? Do you think they just kind of showed that as just kind of an Easter egg saying, hey, look at that? Yeah, exactly. It could be one of two. I mean, it could be just the hey hey, this is where we got this thing from. Like, isn't it cool? Like, it's real. Like, it's part of the story. But, they I mean, they did focus on it for a little while. Like, they pulled back, the camera pulled back and showed Sam staring off into the distance. But you can clearly see 
the rings of the chandelier thing. I really want to get a screen like capture of it and see if I can zoom in on it to see if it shows anything. Yeah. Because that, that might have the story right there. That might tell us the ending of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's only a couple people in this world that know how this show, this story is going to end. So, Like me. The, <laughs> the show's coming to an end. Who do you think is going to sit on the Iron Throne? Daenerys. Daenerys. <laughs> so you don't you don't think there is a chance in hell that Jon Snow is going to sit on it? Nope. I don't think. Nope. I don't think he wants it. I think he'd be perfectly so happy either. as king in the north. He. Here's my thought on Jon Snow. He has been reluctant at everything. He didn't want to be the Night's Watch leader, but the he Lord became, Commander. He got promoted. He didn't want to be the king of North, but he got you know he he took it. I think he doesn't want to be king of Westeros, but it's going to be forced upon him. No, hmm. he's not going to do it. I don't think so. I mean, it's entirely possible. Like He's done a lot of things that he didn't want to do, but I think that he's kind of one of those leaders that he had leadership forced upon him, upon him but he... I think he was born to be a leader, though. That's the thing, is that at first he was very... Like, when he first got to the wall, he was very, like, I'm a highborn, you know, bastard son of a lord, and I know all this stuff better than you. But then he kind of, after he got his ass handed to him several times, I think he's really learned to embrace that he's the kind of leader that you want to follow. Like, he's the type of person that you can learn from that will be, that embraces the responsibility of being a leader even when he doesn't want to be like he didn't want to be the lord commander but they elected him to be and he fit into that role perfectly except for that one dude who was just who hated him because he knew that he was better than him but i mean even the wildlings know that he's he's a good leader oh yeah like he he just there's this thing about john snow that he I don't know, he's just, there's just something about him, like, about, like, his, he's just charismatic, it's just something that people just flock to him to want him to be in charge. And we saw that at the wall, that they, they wanted to learn from him, that they wanted him to teach them more about, you know, sword fighting, or he was left in charge of the wall when, um, when the wildlings and the king beyond the wall came and attacked, and and he took over immediately, and they all listened to him, even though he wasn't in a position of leadership. Now, Paul has a theory that basically all the women of the show has taken over. Paul, you want to elaborate <laughs> on that? I mean, it looks like just the producers put everybody, like all the women, in like 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 chess pieces. They just put them all in place. So, I don't know if next season it's just going to be predominantly watch their rise to power and then maybe the seventh season is just some of them will you know have their demise well i mean sadly you are kind of right i mean there's only like three major male characters left left we got john snow jamie lannister Tyrion lannister mm-hmm. um well varus too i feel like varus is an important character as well who Varys. well he's more of a supporting character for Tyrion's story i think he's not one of the main I mean, as far as like main main characters are those those are the three. 
But I mean, you still have Baelish is still really important to the storyline, and so is Varys. Obi Wan, you still have the Hound. But those aren't yeah. main characters. <laughs> no, I know. I think you know. You're right. You have the, the three main characters are John, Jamie, and Tyrion. That's it. I mean, Varys, I could see maybe being kind of a main character, especially after the theory I heard about him being a mermaid. A mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> so, sidebar, watching Nerdist on YouTube the other day, and they basically came up with this whole theory about how he's a merman. Is that why he was able to get from Dorne to Yeah, and they, said, they said like in the very first season when they're in down in the dungeon, you see the two come out, Varys and this other guy that he's with, and you hear water sounds. And they're able to get through the tunnels quickly. <laughs> and the theory was was sound. <laughs> so people like Nerdist are on crack apparently. It, it was it was pretty funny to watch. But oh my God. that's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, it, it, Paul, you are right. I I, th- I think they are setting the women up to. Dude, this show is one of the one of the only shows on television that does a very good job of making very strong women characters. Like, there's nothing that, you know, I guess the first season you kind of had the annoying Sansa who was like, oh, I want to be his princess, you know. Um, So, yeah, they kind of made your typical whiny girls that you just don't want to see. But she grew into this, you know, more mature, strong woman. And I think the show does a really good job of portraying women. How many women is going to be left by the end of the series? I don't know. We need Brienne Ta- of Tarth to survive. She needs to survive. I so kind of want to see her and she's Jamie. Be the winner. Her and Jamie are going to definitely hook up next season. I kind of need that. Her and him or her with <laughs> Tormund Wolfsbane. Like that part when he saw her riding, he was like, Is that my lady love right there? Like my future lady love. And then he, when he was eating the bread at her, he's like, oh, Hey, beautiful. Like, sorry. So, speaking about Jamie, um, do we think he is going to side with Cersei, or do you think he is going to side with his brother? Because brother. Do you think so? Uh, I don't... I think he's going to have a hard choice to make. <clears throat> like, because he said that he hasn't... He The only person he's ever loved is... Cersei. Cersei. And... But, I mean, he does love his brother... I mean, he did let him go, and then he killed his. Uh, he killed Shay. She totally deserved to die too. And then he killed his father. But I don't know. Jamie's gonna have to make a tough decision, and it's gonna be he's gonna kill Cersei, or Tyrion's gonna kill Cersei. Tyrion's well, gonna kill Cersei. I think I think Jamie loves his sister so much that he is going to kill her out of love. Because and then kill himself. It's possible. Um, he he does see he does see the Mad King basically coming out of her. I, I swear in that last scene in uh, the season finale where it shows her coronation, he there was a sense of dread in his face. He he saw something in his sister that he did not like, and I nice. I, I think that's going to be the ultimate showdown. There is going to be there's going to be something happening between those two characters. I think he's going to take her life. I know y'all want it to be Tyrion. I know y'all want it to be maybe Arya or one of the other characters, but I really think it's going to come down to Jamie taking his own sister's life. Nah. You nah. know, I can, I, you I know can see it be either one. Stuff. 
One of the reasons why I say this is because of the whole prophecy thing. The, yeah. The prophecy talks about your three kids are going to die, and then she will be die. She will be killed, or death will come upon her at the death, or uh, at the hands of her of her little brother. Now she literally took that to be her little brother, meaning Tyrion, but her brother uh, Jamie was actually the younger of the two. He was actually born moments after her. She was actually the firstborn. So, the theory could also mean that Jamie's going to be the one that kills her. You know, in the end, I'll be happy either way. I just kind of want her to die. I'm just saying. <laughs> Actually, I kinda, I'm kind of i starting to like the Cersei character. I mean, I was ro- really rooting for her uh, in the season finale when she was blowing people up. I was like, yeah! So. She just, she crazy. Oh my god, when she was wine boarding the shame nun, I'm not gonna awesome. lie, like, I kind of enjoyed that a little bit, and then she's like, when the nun said that she was ready to, um, she was ready to meet the gods, and she's like, oh, you will, just not today, and she's then like, the now? mountain walks no. in. <laughs> this is your god now. <laughs> she's like, meet the mountain. I was so hoping to see what his face looked like. Because he got like, like the it's burn. Yeah, it's burn or so whatever. Messed up hardcore. Like <laughs> the mountain's a scary dude. Yeah, he is. So, you all have anything else y'all want to talk about about the season, or about what your thoughts are going to be for next season? Uh, I'm really excited to see when the White Walkers make it past the wall. Like that's what I'm looking forward to the most, and to see what happens with the battle between the North and the White Walkers. Paul. I'm just ready to see Daenerys uh, take the throne away from the Cersei bitch. <laughs> Don't sugarcoat anything. I have a feeling that battle is going to be one bloody battle. I think she's going to be using the wildfire like hardcore against the ships, kind of like what uh, Tyrion did in season two. Um, battle of Blackwater. Yeah, that's going to have to be something that Tyrion's going to have to tell. Uh, what about to the watch pirates? Out for. What about the pirates of Darkwater? I just, I hope, I'm just ignoring Paul at this point. I just hope that uh, the ships can zig and zag instead of going straight into the. Do you think that, so I'm also hoping that we figure out what the hell happened to Gendry. That would be really great. And I also want to know if Jorah Mormont, if he's going to be able to stop that like thing that like turning to stone thing because he got touched by the stone people and mm-hmm. old Valeris mm-hmm. or Valentia whatever it was that he got touched at because mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping that it stops it because she told him to come back when he finds a cure for himself so you think that's so going to be her king maybe she did cry when he left and she only cried over Khal Drogo and when she told Dario Naharis that he can't come with her she didn't shed a tear so, because she knows she needs a king, and he wasn't a king. He wasn't king material. He wasn't king material. He was just a a a, a hired sword. Now, Grey Worm. <laughs> I like Grey Worm. He's cool. Grey Worm. All right, guys, we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping up this episode. Do y'all have any final thoughts? Hell it no. Needs to be season seven already. That's what needs to happen. Paul? Yep. Can't wait for next season. Can't wait for Daenerys to take the crown. And with that, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek Podcast. I want to thank my panel for joining me on this week's discussion. 
All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templateyeek.com. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at info at templateyeek.com. Please head over to iTunes and Stitcher to rate our show. Until next time. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit the TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.